Blessings, beloveds. This is Chakra Wanda, your international angelic spiritual encourager. So, question. First question posing out to the ethers on this podcast wave. <clears throat> the question is, do you believe in angels? And if so, why? What has awakened your awareness? Has it been from birth or has it been along your journey here in this dimension on earth? I'd love to know. Send a message and let's get this question going. Let's get this engagement stirred up. Look forward to hearing from you. So I thought I would share with you how the angelic realm grabbed my attention. For some people, their spiritual senses remain intact or remain uh, let me let me back that up we are each born when we're born we have the physical senses of sight smell touch and hear but as spiritual beings we actually have additional senses of spiritual hearing seeing sensing knowing called the clairs You've heard the term clairvoyance. There's a clairaudience, which is clear hearing, claircognizant, um, knowing, knowing without being told, you know. Uh, so what did I say? Claircognizance, clairvoyance, clairaudience, and clairsentience. And actually there are more clairs. I mean, you, we are multidimensional beings. So, coming into the earthly plane, being born in a physical vessel, we are at the height of our full awareness spiritually as infants. And then as we are raised on the planet, depending on how you were raised, your culture, family, and all of that, society around you, some of the gifts are high, are still in their height, heightened points, and as babies or as children, maybe expressed in ways where the child might say they have invisible friends or they have a knowing about something, a relative comes by, and the child just blurts out, you know, I saw your dad or I saw uncle so-and-so and uncle so-and-so has passed away, you know. So the parents become extremely <laughs> uptight about about the gift that the child is expressing and may or may not be aware of what to do. They may have had them get that gift within their family and dismissed it, you know what I'm saying? So fast forward, you know, some people are born with the gift of being able to see angels and the spirit world, and some, the gifts 
have been muted, let's say been muted. Well, for me, an awareness of the reality of the angelic realm started to become more, or I would say the first noticing of it as an adult came when I transitioned and was called into the holistic healing arena. And that was, wow, you know, in my mid-40s. But I would have to say on a side note, I did begin to hear and recognize a whispering through the heart. Some of you may know what I'm speaking about. It's like I understand and would get, I would get, I would say clairvoyance and clairaudience, thoughts and pictures, not vivid pictures, but a stream of thought and pictures whenever I'm connected and talking with someone, whether it be in person or through these social media waves, you know, I don't have to be in person with someone. But, you know, those little nuances didn't all come together. Those little breadcrumbs, I'd like to say, like the whole Hansel and Gretel, you know, in the woods and and little breadcrumbs that directed them to through a pathway to a particular destination. In hindsight, when you look back, you realize that the breadcrumbs have been placed there all along. I also use the term Godwinks, you know, divine synchronicities. So in my mid-40s, I jumped the corporate ship, which was a part of that calling on the heart, of that there was something more to this journey of life than the nine to five, the four on one K, the social security number, being born on the planet, work hard, pay taxes and die. It was so much more than that. There was a whispering of the hearts that began to form a question out of my mouth. The question was, um, so God, what am I designed to do? What am I designed to do? I began answering that question after 24 years in corporate America collectively between two corporate companies, big companies. One 14 years and then experienced a workforce reduction and then, you know, moving into another company and holding on to the corporate ship yet again with the threat of layoff. So the questioning started happening. But some of the breadcrumbs along the way was noticing that I had a strong desire to want to help others. Uh, I enjoyed the art or the innate gift of encouraging, encouraging people, yes. But it started with encouraging myself through writing in poetic ways, from conversations that I was having with God, 
through journaling, you know, and having those conversations again, beginning to hear the whisper of the heart. It led me to quit my corporate job. Before that, though, there were signs, breadcrumbs like dreams that I would have. I had a dream that I was somewhere in a commercial storefront and in the back there was a room. The people came to me and when they came in the room, after they left, they felt better. I had no idea what this was. And then I saw a news flash on the television the next day. The volume of the TV was down and I turned it up. What I saw on the screen was this woman in a doctor's, white doctor's coat. And she was sitting at the edge of a table and someone was lying there and she was working on their feet. I turned the, the volume up and what she was doing was reflexology. And it deeply fascinated me. I had never experienced any body work, you know, any holistic work ever. Wasn't even introduced to that idea. But that grabbed a hold of me. Like, you know, when someone's fishing and they throw a hook out in the water. Yeah, it grabbed a hold of me. <laughs> and um, I began to do some investigation about this idea of laying hands on people and for them to feel better, and started looking at the field of, a massage, of massage therapy. Another breadcrumb. After working in the corporate arena, um, I was a workaholic, never took a lunch break, and one of my dearest friends and co-workers, her and I just happened to say in the middle of one of our chaotic meetings as, as project managers, that, you know, we put the... We put the conference call on mute and said, what the heck are we doing? <laughs> Wasting our time with this. And we began to have a conversation, which began the journey of us becoming visioning partners. And it wasn't until many, many years later that I realized that there was some metaphysical nuances and through osmosis, metaphysical um, nuances were beginning to happen. We were in that flow. I was in that flow. We asked the question, what would you do if there were no concern about how and survival and money? What would you truly love to do? And side note, that is a question. Oh my gosh, I'm going to do a segment on that. To meditate on what is it that your heart really is whispering what would you really rather be doing or what would you how would you rather be you know how would you rather be how would you like to be yes what is the beingness that feels good compared to where you are right now we both came up with three careers, if you will, that we felt fit so good and felt so juicy to, to talk about. And my three were careers that I looked at, if having no concern about how 
I was going to fund it, how it was going to happen. The first one was uh, permanent cosmetics. <laughs> yep, permanent cosmetics. The second was esthetician, and the third was massage therapy. And for her, one of hers, I can't remember the other two, was to create a boot camp for young girls that not only included exercise, but self-esteem and coaching, you know, self-esteem coaching. Well, we began to have this conversation. You know, that's what's interesting is, and what's so important is who you have in your circle when you are talking about the seed of an idea. It's like a new baby. You just don't have anyone in the delivery room. Your legs are wide open to be able to deliver what the universe wants to express through you. You understand? You don't have just anybody down there waiting and to be the first one to touch the seed, the child of an idea. So... Her and I became vision partners and literally presented to each other on a, on a weekly basis. We committed to taking our lunch hour and going to a lunch room, uh, break room and presenting to each other the idea. I mean, literally, a vision partner listens and holds space for you to really complete the cycle of a dream to the point of feeling it and palpating and seeing it. So, and it raises your vibration in that moment. It brings you into a different space. Your body responds, doesn't know the difference that it's not happening. Wow, we're we're really powerfully engineered to be able to do that. So here we are having this conversation every week. I'm gathering a fold of information on each of the careers that I talked about. We continued with this momentum to the point that other co-workers were asking, what are we doing in the room? We were were visioning. We were dreaming. We were holding space for each other. And uh, another co-worker heard that I was interested in the massage therapy, and she heard about how, you know, the hook, the universe threw a hook out there and grabbed me through that news... (laughs) excuse me, new, new spot about reflexology. She ended up bringing me this card that had a wheel on it. And it was a card, it was a reflexology card that you could turn the wheel to a spot on the foot and it will tell you the organs that, that by massaging and doing reflexology on that part of the foot, the organs that were impacted and benefited from that treatment. I have that card today. That conversation, these dialogues, I mean, oh my God, I think happened over 30 years ago. Maybe even 40 years ago. Well, 30 years ago, (laughs) as of this recording. Fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. So I end up leaving that company. I still had the folder. I ended up relocating from the area that I was in to a whole other state south. And upon unpacking, I came across the folder that was a result of our visioning over many months. And I had a checklist. In my mind, I'm very analytical. I had a checklist. And the next thing on the list was to investigate massage therapy schools. Now, before leaving 
and relocating to the South, I did take an additional step because when you begin to follow the calling and the flow, then things show up in your manifest in your universe <coughs> that also feed to that idea or that desire or that dream. And so I, before I relocated to the South, I ended up going to a weekend at a massage therapy school. And, and I was, I lived in the DC area, uh, the DMV. Yep. It was, uh, Potomac School of Massage, I believe it was. And it was an exploratory weekend for those interested in the in the industry or in the field to to come that Saturday and Sunday and get a feel for what it was like to become a holistic healer laying on of hands through massage therapy. We learned neck and shoulder massage, hand and foot massage. Neck, shoulder, back and hand and feet. And I mean, oh my God, you know. Another little breadcrumb that led me is becoming interested in massage therapy. I investigated what it would take to study it, and I found out that you had to learn anatomy and physiology. When And I purchased a book, and I used the technique of... Um, Mind mapping, yes. It's a powerful study technique, mind mapping, to help myself absorb the information in the book. And then fast forward, I end up taking a class. And when that class was like a deja vu, first of all, I walked into the room. They had these little seats on the floor, not chairs, but the kind that you sit as a lotus in a circle. And then people began to share the testimony of what brought them there. And it was like, it was deja vu. There were people from all walks of life. There were certain reasons why each person came. They basically felt called to to leave their corporate jobs, to leave their master's degrees of studies, and just to be in the simplest form of connection with spiritual beings in physical essence, providing healing and support as light workers, pretty much. It was phenomenal to hear the stories. But what was even more profound is that the breadcrumb of desire that caused me to get a massage book and to study on my own before even signing up for a school, but to study on my own to see if if the feeling of the idea of learning this felt good or not. When I went to that exploratory class, the instructor began to speak many of the terminology that I learned, and it felt like I, it didn't feel like a foreign language. It was wonderful. So I, it's following the Godwinks and the breadcrumbs, you guys. You have been getting breadcrumbs. You have been getting Godwinks that have brought you to where you are right now. Some of you literally have an area in your house, a box under your bed, a file stored away on your computer. You've been writing stories or you've been, see, I'm feeling the hearing, experiencing the download right now and I'm experiencing clairaudience and clairvoyance, but you've been writing and, uh, you haven't taken a step officially to do your blog, to do your 
oh gosh, ebook to you're you're comparing yourself, you're you you have lots of material. Somebody has lots of material to be able to put that you don't even have to work hard to create all kinds of content in all kinds of ways. What else am I hearing? And there's there's some of you who you are also a healer as well. You've been called to use the energy that flows from you through your hands. Some of you have been actually receiving various knowledge and tools that you're you're baffled why you know your logical way of being and the way you were raised was was oh my god it was it doesn't match up how you're now interested in something totally different of a more spiritual more esoteric way stop questioning it why i'm having or sharing with you this episode and my story not about me but one or two of you may resonate with this god wink breadcrumb journey you know so full circle coming let me get back to how the angels have whispered how the divine has brought me to this moment the experience of a visioning partner, the experience of jumping the corporate ship, the experience of listening to the whispers and seeing, having the dream and then seeing the newscast and then purchasing a book, studying it, self-study and then getting into the class and then it all starts to come together. So I did, I relocated and then I relocated and then I jumped ship. I relocated to the south in July, and by that October, by November 1st, I was in massage therapy school. I literally cashed in everything, 401k, look, paid off everything, rented the house out in the D.C. area, everything moved into a more simplistic way of living. I was taking deep breaths all the way. I quit. You see? <laughs> I get a vision of a piece of paper where I tore life. I tore life in half, ripped right down the middle, and didn't look back. But I was taken care of every single way. I moved into the answer that was revealed to me through the path from the time that I started asking what am I designed to do and I breathed into the being that I am and I went to school for a year and I worked part-time during the day and I raised my kids and I exhaled out of school I was equipped and I began to work in a hospital working with cancer patients and learning about energy work working with the cancer patients and then when I it was when I started to lay hands on people in school actually that it became it came a little bit more full circle because it seemed to me that it was more than about it was more than about doing body work and um 
doing a relaxing massage or rubbing lotion on someone. It was more than that. It was a sacred journey, a sacred experience that caused me that each time that I would approach and work with an individual, it was sacred. I immediately would be in a prayer, in a state of prayer with each person, not a religious way. I'm talking about, it's just so hard to explain, but I'll try here. So we were taught to get an intake form, have the person fill out an intake of how they were feeling in their body. As I would take the form and listen to what the person was saying, there was another level of listening that was going on. There was another level of conversation. Spirit would speak to me. I would ask the question, what is it I need to know about this individual, this spiritual this spirit being encased in this physical body, guide me and show me how to work with this individual. Now they're talking, they're talking about what's on their chart, but I'm talking with spirit about them on another level. And then when I started to do their body work, I always felt like there was a presence that literally would almost, I would say, step within me and move my hands. Or I knew I wouldn't start the person off the same way, every single person, you know. Every single person, I wouldn't start face up and start working on their crown, their their head, their neck and shoulders. Some would be face down starting working on the neck and shoulders or starting at their feet and and every time nine times out of ten the client would say oh my god you know that I need they might have written on their intake form that I have neck back shoulder pain but they would say you started on my feet how did you know to do that or some would say did you just pray for me how did you know I needed that I'm telling you guys, God winks and breadcrumbs. Then one of my colleagues gave me a book. Where is it? I have one of them right here. She gave me this book and it was the beginning of my library of information and awareness. And the book is called The Angels, The Lifting of the Veil, How to Open the Door to the Angelic Realm. And I tell you, it was the beginning of an awareness and a beauty and a, a, a deep quietness of trust that brought me to where I am now. As I sit here and literally in the middle of my library, I have so many references and, and books of information channeled from teachers that I've learned from. I've taken many Courses and understanding angelology, um, the hierarchy, the realms. But it's through my writings. And as I write spirit letters, for example, when people uh, inquire and uh, contact me to do a reading for them, the basic reading, you know, people do angel card readings. I did start with that, and I still use them. But for the most part, when I sit down at my altar and I am doing a reading for someone, 
And I began to sage and uh, light a candle. And I think about the question. Mostly it's, it's the type of readings, basic readings that I do are to listen to what the angels want you to know about the area of life that you've inquired about. Or most times people will say, I just want a general reading. And that opened the door to many more awarenesses and studies. So I've been guided and still guided by the angels to do work called um, energy blueprint work, helping you understand your energetic blueprint. And from that, helping you to understand your energy type that will give you more insight on how to use the best strategies for your energy type. It's a fusion of um, astrology, the chakra system, the I Ching uh, tradition and philosophy, and uh, the Kabbalah tree of life. They've also, my angelic guides, helped me to understand the concept of calling on and asking for support from your angelic teams. They've made me aware that of the beauty of the dynamic expansion of angelic consciousness that we each have been assigned guardian angels to support us in our life's journey. And so they've made me aware of the ancient tradition of Kabbalah and uh, the traditional study of angelology surrounding this understanding of guardian and the guardian angel realm. So I'm able to work with people to help you understand your three to four guardian angels that have been assigned to you based on your birth date and the time that you were born, how to actually work and call in the support of these angels and not only for yourself but literally they're showing me how to create an angelic prescription yes an angelic prescription so first the first phase of that is understanding for yourself your guardian angels that govern the day you were born the time you were born and the four or five day week period that you were born in, supporting you for your emotions and your feelings. That's your heart angel. Supporting you for your life purpose. That's a second angel. And supporting you in your, your thoughts. That's an intellect. That's a third one. And sometimes you may have two of those. But also helping you to help your family members or those that you you know, love, how to be in a position to call upon the guardian angels of those that you love and to to work in a high plane of prayer and expectation for the highest for your loved ones by working with and calling on their guardian angels and understanding that. Along with that uh, awareness of going deeper of uh, within angelology and understanding how to pay attention and interpret your dreams 
And then the external signs and symbols in your everyday life in the universe that the world universe that you live in, that you see, some of you have been drawn to this particular podcast because it's, it's a God wink. It's, it's a, it's a, a sacred breadcrumb leading you and bringing you full circle into a confirmation that this is real. So I'm going to rest right here and this flow was organic and I just wanted to share with you how I, Chakrawanda, became an international angelic spiritual encourager and the substance of the work that I do and continue to do and enjoy doing in supporting you and many others who are awakening to the awareness of who you are as a light worker in this life experience. Blessings to each and every one of you. And if you can relate to this podcast, let me hear from you. Take care until next time. Angel blessings.